Welcome to No Ad, No Problem, a podcast devoted to college tennis and growing the game. Select episodes will be featured on the Great Shot podcast feed, but make sure you also subscribe to No Ad, No Problem on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Check us out on Twitter at JTweetsTennis and Instagram at No Ad, No Problem. I'm your host, John. Let's serve it up. Hey, everyone. Uh, if you thought the start of college tennis season wasn't busy enough, it keeps getting busier. Today, in really arguably the best news for college tennis I've seen in years, the ATP and ITA announced, and I quote, a groundbreaking collaboration to accelerate the professional development pathway for players in the American collegiate system. Wow. All right, so on this episode, which is really the closest I've ever had to an emergency podcast, I'm going to break down what that collaboration is, my initial reaction, and ultimately the ways I see it impacting college tennis in both the short and long term. So first, how does it work? What is this collaboration? So at a high level, this awards the top men's college tennis players with wildcards to ATP Challenger events. If you're not familiar with the ATP Challenger system, it's essentially the minor leagues of the professional men's tennis tour. So in more detail, any player, American or non-American, who finishes in the top 20 of the final ITA rankings that come out in June after the NCAA tournament, or those that make the NCAA quarterfinals are eligible for this opportunity. And it gets broken out a little bit in more detail based on where you finish in those rankings. So if you finish in the ITA top 10, you are eligible to receive six to eight main draw wildcards to ATP Challenger 50 or 75 events. Now, those 50 or 75 reference how many points, ATP points, are available for those respective events. Those are the two lower rungs of the ATP Challenger events, but still really great opportunities. Now, if you finish 11 through 20 in the ITA rankings, you also are eligible to receive six to eight wild cards, but those will be into the qualifying of those Challenger events. So to sum that up, if you finish in the top 10, you can get 6 to 8 main draw wild cards. If you finish 11 to 20, you can get 6 to 8 qualifying wild cards to these events. Now, there's one additional wrinkle. If you are not returning to college, or as they say in the press release today, if you have finished your education, which can mean either graduated or decided to turn pro, these opportunities, these six to eight wild cards, can come over the next 12 months. So essentially the 12 months after June, so like kind of the July to July timeframe of the next year. However, if you are returning back to college, so let's say you're a sophomore, you finish in the top, you know, number nine in the ITA rankings, you do plan on playing college tennis again for your junior year then you are still eligible to receive these same opportunities. However, you are capped at only receiving six wild cards rather than the range of six to eight. 
And those wild cards will come in the time frame of July to December of that year. So, for example, this year, 2023, you would receive your six wild cards over the course from July to December. If someone is kind of making the decision to turn pro or if they have fully graduated, they're eligible to receive six to eight wild cards over the next 12 months. So hopefully that explains kind of what this collaboration is. There are some helpful visuals that have been released on the ITA website in partnership with the ATP. I think they did a really great job uh, rolling this announcement out today. They had quotes from the ATP chairman. They had quotes from Ben Shelton, recent NCAA singles champion, who is now in the second round of the Australian Open. So uh, overall, I definitely recommend that you check out any of those releases, particularly the visuals that I think help illustrate sort of the um, the eligibility criteria and if you're how you're ranked in the top 10 versus top 20 and what you are eligible for. All right, so my reaction to this, it was really disbelief followed by elation. I mean, this has been exactly what college tennis has been asking for, what college tennis needs, and something that both players and coaches have long been advocating for and looking to the ITA in particular to help kind of forge these partnerships with other governing bodies in tennis to give these opportunities to players. And particularly, you know, now in 2023, where you're seeing so much positive momentum for college tennis in the pro ranks, particularly on the men's side, in a top 10 player like Cam Norrie, in aforementioned Ben Shelton, who has skyrocketed into the top 100 of the pro rankings, you know, you're seeing a lot of that momentum and it's a huge credit to the ITA and the ATP for orchestrating this sort of agreement between the two organizations. I think it absolutely, you know, codifies, you know, and solidifies the pathway to the pros that we talk about college tennis potentially being. So, Overall, just super ecstatic to see this news get released today. Uh, I think this gives the 2023 season you know, a lot more to play for. I think it adds some weight to a lot of the matches, certainly to NCAAs, which we'll talk about, uh, and just really capitalizes on a lot of the momentum that we've seen over these past few few years. So I'm, I'm super excited about this. And the other thing is, you know, these are really generous opportunities. So six to eight wild cards is a really meaningful opportunity for players to gain points. It's not a, a one and done situation where you get one wild card and you feel like you have to make the absolute most of it. I mean, six to eight is a generous opportunity. That's a lot of meat on the bone for players to take advantage of you know, particularly over the course of 12 months. And you can sprinkle these opportunities throughout your calendar and knowing that you are going to be eligible for the main draw of challengers is something that absolutely helps as players begin their nascent pro careers. And we'll talk a little bit about that in in the impact. So Overall, really excited to see this. You know, the obvious question um, that emerged when you read this announcement was, well, what about the women? Um, this is a partnership between the ITA and the uh, ATP. Uh, so there is no news yet for what this means for the women. 
And I think one of the challenges there is that there's not as clear of a comparable for the ATP Challenger Tour in the WTA. So the WTA does have kind of lower level tournaments in WTA 125Ks, but they're nowhere near as robust, nor do they have the infrastructure in place or the volume as the, the ATP Challenger Tour. And so the best comp is really the high level ITF events that exist for women. So kind of in that 60K to 100K um, prize money range. But that's, of course, governed by the ITF. So, you know, that's not an, a- an ATP uh, governing body. It's not the WTA. Uh, so, you know, hoping that we see a very similar announcement for the women soon, uh, at the very least within those uh, ITF tournaments I mentioned. And then lastly, you know, my mind uh, immediately went to sort of all of the logistical questions that I anticipate will need to be ironed out over these next few months with what comes with having a generous opportunity is also that, you know, you need to figure out, you know, there's only so many wild cards to go around. There's only so many tournaments that players will want to compete in. How do you give and and prioritize those wild cards? A lot of logistical questions, you know, are we going to be sending players around the world to play? Is this going to be centralized in the U.S.? Um, But ultimately, really bullish about this opportunity. The ATP and the ITA have six months to really iron out a lot of those details between now and when this goes into effect after those uh, June rankings come out. So I'm sure we'll be getting uh, more details about what that looks like. Particularly, I hope that you know both players and coaches receive those details so that they can really ensure they're taking the appropriate steps between now and the NCAA tournament to make sure that their players are um, best positioned to be ranked as highly as possible. All right, in terms of the impact, uh, I have five things I want to talk through here uh, in terms of impact. I think high level, this will have an immediate huge impact on college tennis, and it really just increases the importance of every single event, every single match on the calendar. And so let's break that down into five reasons for the overall impact here. And first is it drastically increases the importance of the ITA rankings. So the ITA rankings currently, you know, have really only governed entry into the NCAA tournament. And as a byproduct of being seated at that event, you're all American status. Other than that, most players are not fretting about whether they are ranked 13, 21, 32 in the ITA rankings. Now, with this change, there is significant value tied to your year-end ITA ranking, which means players, coaches, fans, people are going to be paying a lot more attention to that sort of cutoff range and, and who's in the top 20, who's out of the top 20, because there's value to play for. And so, The ITA rankings have really quickly now gone from something that people weren't paying maybe as much attention to, to something that will be noticeably tracked on a week-to-week basis. I think that will also mean there is more scrutiny around the ITA rankings. I discussed this, you know, on another podcast talking about the the accuracy of those rankings and the current uh, formula that derives those rankings is outdated. 
Uh, it's not a very sophisticated algorithm that's being used to drive those rankings. So whether that's a ITA partnership with the world tennis number or other algorithm changes that they can make to the ITA rankings, I think there's going to be a lot more pressure now that we are operating from a ranking system that people feel extremely confident in because the stakes just got that much higher. The second impact here in terms of increasing importance is around ITA events. So, you know, we all know that the NCAA team and individual event is really the, the crown jewel of the college tennis season. However, all of the ITA events throughout the fall will now be that much more important for players throughout the year. You know, players really now have an incentive to play the fall nationals, the regional events, the all-American events, uh, you know, because players who play a really full fall really position themselves well come spring and ultimately ensure that they're ranked top 20 by the year-end rankings. Now, this is a, a women's example, but I still think pretty applicable. You look at Alexa Noel, who was at uh, Iowa last year. She played nine matches the entire year, both fall and spring, and she went seven and two. Yet, by the end of those jo- June rankings, she was still top 30 in the ITA rankings. So playing events during the fall season is now going to really help solidify your you know, year-end June ranking. And I think you're going to see that calculus of, do I take the fall off or do I play some of these, you know, fall events? I mean, now you're talking about there isn't as big of a trade-off. You can still play these fall events while positioning yourself well for a pro career because it means that you're ensuring yourself to get uh, pro opportunities in the form of, of wild cards. The next uh, big event that this will impact is the NCAA individual tournament. So now anyone in the field has the chance to play themselves into this opportunity, whether you're the 64 ranked player in the country, whether you're non-American, anyone in the NCAA tournament is eligible to win themselves this opportunity. And that's a massive change than how the NCAA has been. The NCAA tournament has really been, you know, structured in the past. You know, I talked about this with Ethan last week when we were talking about how the importance of the NCAA individual event has hinged so much on the U.S. Open wildcard that goes to the American winner. But now that's not the case. Yes, you still have that U.S. Open wildcard for an American potentially, but now you also have real value for any player in the draw, regardless of their nationality and regardless of their ranking. You can come into this event ranked 64 in the country, and if you make the quarterfinals, now you're talking about six to eight qualifying wildcards to ATP challengers. That's a total game changer. I think particularly in 2023, because this announcement was made after the fall season, so people couldn't make decisions about the fall with this in mind, I think you're going to see a lot more matches played to completion during the dual season so that people can earn those valuable wins towards their ranking. Um, And I also think we're going to get one of the most competitive fields for the NCAA singles event that we've had in years, given players trying to compete for these opportunities and what's on the table for non-Americans, many of whom either didn't play this event 
or maybe didn't take it as seriously as Americans who were competing for that U.S. Open wild card. So I couldn't be more excited for just the the field alone in Orlando, which I expect to be super competitive, um, and just the intensity of what people are playing for. So two other things I want to talk about in terms of this impact. Uh, Number four is just reiterating how much this really does accelerate the path to pro success. I think a great example here is someone who would have been eligible for these opportunities if this had started last year, and that's Adam Walton of Tennessee. Adam Walton was 2022 NCAA semifinalist. He finished the 2022 season ranked number two in the country, so he would have been eligible for those six to eight main draw wild cards. And after his fifth year, you know, he begins his pro career in June and he plays 11 futures events at the 15K and 25K level before finally qualifying for challenger events on his own ranking. And during those 11 events, you know, he goes 39 and 8 and wins three titles. So I think that just exemplifies how difficult it is to get into these challenger events on your own ranking, right? Coming out of school, often with not a lot of ATP points, you have to kill it on the future circuit at that 15K and 25K level like Adam Walton did for at least six months to be able to get into challenger events on your own ranking. Now, you know, play that, you know, back with these opportunities, Adam Walton is able to sprinkle in you know, basically a challenger event a month while he's still kind of going back down to the ITF level. So huge opportunity for points, good opportunity for better prize money. And I think really will help players shorten that time to kind of the top 300 or 200 in the ATP rankings, which can take many players, you know, two, three, four years. So this will undeniably really accelerate the path to pro success for many players coming out of the college ranks. And lastly, uh, the fifth kind of big impact here is this is a huge boost to the recruiting pitch. I'm sure there are many assistant coaches who are on the phone or in the DMs for players kind of talking about what this means for them. Because really, there's now no longer as clear of a competition between wanting to play pro versus college. Now, very clearly, playing college and being successful in the top of the collegiate ranks will help your pro career and open doors it otherwise could not. Now, you don't need to take a full fall off to play pro events because if you you know, we're in the top 20 of last season rankings. Now you can sprinkle in challenger events, you know, through the fall while still being incentivized to play the ITA events in the fall because you want to be positioned to again make the top 20 in the following year. So really huge lever for the recruiting pitch. Um, I think this is going to go a very long way for many juniors who are debating whether or not they should go pro or go college, particularly for those non-Americans, right, who may have seen college as uh, mainly benefiting Americans. Now this is very clear. This is agnostic of nationality, which I think is a a wonderful opportunity for, for all players. 
So I'm sure there are a lot of benefits and impact from this announcement that I didn't cover here, but I wanted to get on, share my thoughts, um, and let me know, you know, on Twitter at jtweetstennis or at noadnoproblem on Instagram if you see this impacting college tennis in other ways that I haven't documented here. So I'm super excited for this to become a reality. It's happening now. This, you know, it's the first season, 2023. It will kickstart. And I'm just thrilled for the student athletes who will benefit directly. You know, I'm looking forward to the increased competition this provides to us as fans. And this is a fantastic news for college tennis. And um, I'm looking forward to seeing how it plays out. I'll be back tomorrow with uh, some matches of the week. We'll preview both the men's and women's. So uh, let me know your thoughts and I'll see you all tomorrow. 